tonight we're uh, in an extended series. They go all this year on Wednesday night. And, and basically it's the, the overarching umbrella over all that we're going to teach on Wednesday nights this year. And it's called Believe, Believe. Because I think as believers, there are a lot of people that would call themselves a believer, but they don't really know what they believe. Okay? They don't, they, uh, they couldn't articulate fully what they believe. A lot happens when we're not clear on what we believe. We will not be able to share that. We'll not be able to defend that. We'll not be able to act upon that. Uh, there's a lot of confidence and joy that are missing when you don't, don't know what you believe. The basis of what we believe comes out of God's word. Y'all with me? And so what we're doing, based on God's word, uh, we are going through this this year. And and i got to be real with you. It'll probably go into next year, too. But, hey, no rush, right? We're going to be here anyway, uh, Lord willing. Uh, And so we're going through what we would call doctrine, and we're doing it in a way called systematic theology. So we're finding out what the Bible says as a whole on these subjects. We're not going to be exhaustive on these. You know, we're not going to take every every subject and exhaust fully what the Bible has to say about it because then we'll all be exhausted and it'd take forever. Okay. And, uh, but we are, I want us to have a good grasp on a, on a lot of things as we kind of stack all of this up. We're being very systematic about it so that it's kind of stacking together. I don't have time to review all of it, but I think, uh, every so often we're going to come back and just do a review night and show you how it all stacks together and uh, connects together, and um, it, it, it's powerful. Man could not think this up. Man could not connect this the way it's connected, and it's just an incredible unfolding thing. Well, tonight um, we're going to talk about what I'm going to call the cosmic thug. We're going to talk about the devil. And what do we believe about the devil? What, and where do we get what we believe? You know, and and... What does the Bible say about the devil? And this is a powerful night for us tonight. This is an important, an important night for us tonight. Um, a lot of people have kind of a cartoon image of the devil. I remember um, uh, Flip Wilson, comedian back in the what, 60s, 70s, or whatever. That's last century for some of y'all, okay, where he would say, the devil made me do it. So he would dress up like a, a woman as a character, and he'd buy a dress and buy another dress, and then his excuse was, the devil made me do it. And you know what? That, that brand of thinking still carries over a lot. Of, well, I, you know why I did that? The devil made me do that. Hogwash, you know? Uh, and we have this cartoon image of, you know, red suit, horns, pitchfork, you know, that kind of thing. I actually, probably about second, third grade for Halloween in my little Wonder Years neighborhood, I dressed up like the devil. Thankfully, there's no pictures. And my mom uh, crocheted a big tail. And we're walking, you know, there's like five moms and all us kids going along. And uh, my buddy, his mom's first name was Pris. Chris stepped on my tail and it came off, about ruined my night. But anyway, has nothing to do with our message. So we tend to minimize culture and media tends to minimize the devil in that way. And then that makes him unbelievable. So people say, you know, there, there really can't be one. And, and you need to know that the devil is no, is no joke. 
The other end of this is the super scary horror movie image. And then we have this um, extreme fear and terror regarding uh, the devil and anything having to do with the devil. And so typically people either make too much or too little out of the devil. So what we want to do is what does the Bible say and, and how do we handle this? And I'll go ahead and tell you that we do need to have a healthy respect, not respect in the, you know, I, I, uh, your awesome respect, but just like you need to have a healthy respect for a, a blade on a lawnmower, you know, or something like that. You've got to have a sense of real healthy respect. But um, I posted this today online. A spoiler alert, we win. Okay? And we don't have to be losing in, in the meantime, but we do have a very formidable foe. Um, but we've got to know some things. And so tonight's going to be very, very helpful for us tonight. Ultimately, the devil is the enemy of God. And therefore, he's the enemy of God's purposes and of God's people. His first appearance, he tempted the first Adam in a garden. His second appearance, he tempted the last Adam in a desert. The Old Testament does not give us very much revelation of the devil. Matter of fact, a lot of Old Testament perspective, and we talked about providence and sovereignty a couple of weeks ago, um, because uh, very much missing out a lot of the activity going on in the Old Testament is mention of the devil. So a lot of people did not have much of a concept or revelation uh, of the devil. We clearly see it in the New Testament, and in the light of the New Testament, we can see how he was active. But clearly displayed, first appearance, tested, tempted, the first Adam in a garden. Second appearance, tested this, the last Adam, Jesus, in, in a desert. Regarding Jesus, he tried to destroy Jesus as a baby. He tried to tempt him as a man and destroy him in that way. And, and thankfully, he was not able to do so. There are many names, descriptive names given in scripture for the devil. And be it known by us spending time on this tonight, we are not glorifying the devil. We are uncovering the devil. We will glorify Jesus tonight. And you'll see that. You'll see that in a, in a big way. So I don't want any confusion on that. Here's some of the names of the devil. The devil, slanderer, deceiver. All of these are in scripture. Tempter, adversary, accuser. Destroyer, enemy, murderer, father of lies, prince of this world or this age, the god of this age, the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the evil one, the great dragon, the ancient serpent, and there are many, many more. And they're all descriptive, really, of what he's about and what he's trying to do. Please know that the devil is not in any way equal with God. Okay? He's not in, this is not like this battle that, you know, Gee, I wonder who's going to win. This is going to be a close one. This is not a close one. And he is in no way, not in any way, equal with God. The devil is finite. He's limited. He's limited in knowledge. He's limited in power. He's limited in presence. God is unlimited. God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. God is unlimited. He's infinite. The devil is finite. And that makes a massive, massive difference. Originally, uh, Satan, the devil, was created and named as Lucifer. Originally created as an angelic being. Originally not evil. 
originally uh, was meant to glorify and serve God. And so just as, and, the, and then pride was found in his heart. How did that happen? I don't fully know. Uh, he, scripture suggests he was the highest created being. And then in that setting, so close to the glory of God, so close to the worship and presence of God, uh, it's almost to me a parallel of Judas Iscariot, you know, where Jesus had his, his 12 and then you got one to go sour and, and, but yet God is able to work that, that plan. And there's plenty that we're not even going to delve into tonight that would try to explain or, or, uh, survey what happened with all of that. He became proud in his heart and wanted then the worship and glory that he was part of and sensed is so powerful. Um, he wanted that for himself. How many of you know that attention, glory, worship is a very powerful thing? It really is. Tonight, when you were worshiping, and, and notably when Christine was leading that last song, I just got really touched. I just got really, really touched because I was just feeling... God's presence and, and, and God's power. And you got to keep all that directed, you know, to the Lord. But people, just look at people's lives. Look at some of our celebrities. You know, if you get too much attention, too much glory, too much power, you know, you watch a Bieber and a Miley and, and, and other people just go south because they cannot handle it. Do you hear me? They cannot handle it. A human being cannot handle We have certain capacities. And that's why we always need to make sure we're giving glory and honor to God. You can thank people, you can encourage people, but and and if you're ever in a spot where you know you're going to get attention or whatever, you may, you need to make sure that you you pass it on up, Amen. Because otherwise, it it mess people up. And there was something he got proud in his heart. He was so near some of the most pure, powerful worship and glory. Uh, that there could possibly be, and he desired it for himself. And he declared war and rebellion against God. And I'm, I'm summarizing here because I want to get to the good parts. Um, to declare war and, and rebellion against God, and I put in parentheses in my notes, a real sign of insanity. <laughs> you know, so we know the boy is off already at this point. He led approximately one-third of the heavenly angels away from God in a rebellion. They were judged. They were cast down. Jesus said in Luke ten eighteen, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. In Isaiah 14, verse 12 through 14, uh, the prophet writes, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you, are weak, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And that led to his fall. And he was slammed. He was cast down uh, as lightning from a very high place, slammed to the earth. Now, his motivation, I like saying slammed. His motivation in all of his work is pride and self-glory. Pride and self-glory. His MO, his 
His, the way he operates is he steals, kills, and destroys. His motivation, pride and self-glory. Anything that's in the way of that, steal, kill, destroy. And because he wants pride and glory above God, then he will steal, kill, and destroy Attempt to God's people, God's purposes, that type of thing. So we've got to understand that he works with pride and self-glory. That's what's driving him. Plus, I think an insane rage, Revelation 12, 12. And then he works, John 10, 10. He steals, he kills, he destroys. Then he tries to get people into pride and self-glory. And then you become sufficient in yourself or something else apart from God. He's trying to draw that away from God. So we've got to always be careful in ourselves of pride, self-glory, self-sufficiency. Are y'all with me so far tonight? In John 8, 44, he, he's revealed as the father of lies. Let me read this to you. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Y'all hear, did you hear that? In the devil, there is no truth in him. There is no truth in him. He might utter a truth, but it will be in the context of deception. Okay, so there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And I think, and, and a lot of other um, uh, commentators and scholars believe this, that he's been involved in so deeply and so constant for so long in deception that he is self-deceived because apparently the devil still thinks that he can beat God. And, and so that anybody that is involved deeply and constantly in deception, you deceive yourself. You start to believe your own lie. If you tell a lie about your life or somebody for so long, you lock onto that and you keep telling that you eventually believe it. And, and I believe that the, the devil himself, who is the deceiver, is self-deceived. And he still thinks that he can, can defeat God. And you know what? He still thinks he can defeat God's purposes. And we say, nay, nay. Amen. He does use demons. That's not really our subject tonight. We'll get into that a little bit later. He uses them in ordinary things. He uses them also in some extraordinary things. And you need to know that demons are a reality. Um, and again, you're not to be fearful of that. You just need to know your place and you need to know boundaries and you need to know authority. Um, he also, in addition to using demons, I hate to even bring this up tonight. He also uses people. Okay, I have to go a little bit further. He's probably even used you. Okay, let me back off just a little bit. How many of you know somebody he's probably used before? Okay, now don't look at them real quick, like your husband or wife. Okay, don't look at them. Have you know they probably used your spouse before to tick you off? Don't look at them. How many of you know he's probably used you too? Unwilling. Not, not that you signed up and said, you know, I want to be used to the devil, but he's, he's used our ignorance. He's used our rebellion. He's used us. He's used our bad attitudes before to, to cut somebody off in some way. And, and I don't want that to happen for me. I don't want that to happen for you. Should make you a little bit mad. Amen. Now, he constantly works to get people to live according to their sinful nature and flesh. 
and to believe that there's nothing wrong with that. And that is the, the mindset of our day is that if people feel any sense of guilt about something, oh, you just feel guilty because you were raised in a religious home. And they try to put that on you when eternity and the laws of God, moral law is written in your heart. Because we're all, every person is made in the likeness and the image of God. And that image continues to get distorted by sin and selfishness and that type of thing. But what the devil tries to do is to get you to live according to that sinful nature, according to the flesh, that you do what you feel like doing. And if anybody tries to hinder you from doing what you feel like doing, they're being religious. They're, they're what, and, and you know what? He wants to confuse that. He wants to minimize that. And here's what will happen. If you live according to the flesh, you will die according to the flesh. You will self-destruct. I hope everybody's hearing me tonight. He will get you to voluntarily cooperate with him and you self-destruct when you live according to your own desires. Roman talks about if you live according to the spirit, you will, you will uh, if your mind is set on the things of the spirit, you will have life through the spirit. But if your mind is set on the things of the flesh, you'll, you'll reap corruption. It ruins you. It's self-destruction that happens. And that's what the devil's trying to talk you into. To get you away from God. To get you away from God's ways. Don't read the Bible. Don't go to church. Stay away from all this Christian stuff. You know, and to get you away from that. And I'm telling you, you don't have to look very far at all. You see the result of that is self-destruction. People live compromised life, fruitless lives, unfulfilled lives. And sin leads to what? Death. Death. Here's some ways real quick, some things that the devil uses. He uses thoughts, words, and images. Thoughts, words, and images. If he can get you to be thinking on something. Now, again, he is not, he is not all-knowing. He's not everywhere present at once. I don't know exactly how all this works, but probably you or I have never had a personal encounter with the devil. Y'all hear me? Because he's not everywhere present at once. And I think he has a bad limp. You get slammed. I think his head's a little out of shape too, a little misshapen. Just my personal imagination. Okay, but he has spiritual wickedness in high places. He has a hierarchy of evil and ways of of influencing. And one of the things that he can influence are our thoughts. He doesn't know your thoughts, but he can influence your thoughts. And then in front of us, we are in a media-saturated culture. And you have words and you have images. Words and images, words and images. And you need to guard yourself against words, images, and thoughts. Because out of that then comes pride, anger, and fear. Pride, anger, and fear. And there's related, there's secondary things that, that would go with that. Greed, lust, etc. that goes with that. And all of that leads you away from God and it leads you to self-destruction. So... That's all the bad news. Well, let's go with some good news. The devil was defeated at the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And here's the thing. The deceiver got tricked. Because he thought, if we can kill Jesus. Now, what was his question? What did he keep? reaching for when the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness. It was a question of, of identity. If you are the son of God constantly. And 
Remember several, remember several times that, that Jesus would even cast out demons and he'd tell them, don't tell anybody who I am. There are times that demons cried out and knew who he was. So the devil knew, okay, he's here. The lamb of God has come to take away the sins of the world. He's here. I've got to stop him somehow. And here's the thing. All through the Old Testament, we've got this, this imagery of sacrificial lamb that the sins would be put on the lamb. The blood would be shed by the lamb to take away the sins of the people as a picture of what would happen when Jesus came, when the lamb of God. And what did John the Baptist say? Behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And the devil and all his shucking and jiving missed it and played into the crucifixion. And in 1 Corinthians 2.8, it says this, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would have not, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. He didn't even realize the error of his plan. And then Colossians 2.15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he, Jesus, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Victory. Now, He's defeated at the cross, but he's still at work. He's still at work. The clock is ticking, but he's still at work. He rules this secularized, unbelieving world system. Okay? Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Second Corinthians. Y'all, y'all with me? Second Corinthians uh, 4, 4. Whose mind the God of this age, and that's the devil, whose mind the God of this age has blinded. And when you're blinded, watch what happens, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So he is at work blinding minds as the God of this age. Ephesians 2.2, Paul writes, he said, in which you once walked, which means you can get out of this. Once you once walked according to the course of this world or this age, According to the prince of the power of the air, another uh, descriptive name of the devil, the spirit who now works, everybody say now works, now works in the sons of disobedience. And so when we, you, I, anybody, believer, unbeliever, when we are acting as sons of, diso- sons of disobedience, we're under the influence. We're heeding the influence of the prince of this age. Okay? Now... Colossians calls it the dominion of darkness. And even though we're here on earth, there is darkness in this earth. Y'all notice that? Okay. He tries to get at believers. Can he get at believers? Yes. Yes. You open yourself up. Uh, and, and there's some things I don't understand. I'm going to be honest with you. There's some things I don't understand. I don't know how that happened for that person. I don't know. But here's here's something you do when you don't understand something. Look at me for this. Never accuse God. I'm going to say it again. Never accuse God. Because we don't understand something. Didn't look like we thought it should look. Never accuse God. So what do we do? We're going to live according to his word. We're going to keep doors and windows of our life. We're not going to leave those open for the thief to come in. He tries to get to believers. First Peter 5, 8. It says, be sober. It means watchful. 
Be vigilant because your adversary, he's against you. He's against the cause. Your adversary, the devil, and and Peter is writing to believers, okay? Your adversary. Everybody say, my adversary. This is your enemy. He's against you. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The word devour means to gulp down. Look at me. He is looking to make you devil's food. He's looking to gulp you down, seeking whom he may devour. To that I say, you may not devour me. But you need to know as a believer, don't, don't live it. Well, I love Jesus and I got a Jesus calendar. That's real sweet. Second Corinthians 2 Corinthians 2.11. Lest Satan, and this is Paul writing to believers at Corinth. This is a, a letter to be circulated to believers. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. Of us who? Believers. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. Can he take advantage of us? Yes. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Take that verse and and flip it here. If we are not ignorant of his devices, then he can't take advantage of us. So we've got to be in the know. We've got to be in the know. Second Corinthians 11, three, Paul said, but I fear again to Corinthian believers, ultimately to us, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, everybody say he's crafty. So your minds may be, whose minds? Believers' minds. Your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The English Standard Version says this, that your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. You want to beat the devil at what he's trying to do in your life? Have pure and sincere devotion to Christ. That's why. I'll drag my carcass out of bed early in the morning because I can't afford it. I can't afford it sometime later in the day, try to nail down something religious in my life. I've got to have pure and simple devotion to Christ in my life to quash the efforts of the enemy. I still got to pay attention all day long. I don't know what it would be like if I didn't get up and, and get, and get that handled early. Are y'all with me? The devil cannot ultimately, will not ultimately win. His doom has been pronounced. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. The Lord said, and I will put enmity between you and the woman. He's speaking to the serpent at this point. And between your seed and her seed. He's saying there's going to be a long continuous struggle. This is in the garden. There's going to be a long continuous struggle. And he says, and he, and this is a reference to Jesus, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. That word bruise means to, bro- to break or to crush. At the cross, that bruise broke, crushed Jesus' heel. But I believe it's because the heel ultimately crushed, broke the head. And so... His doom is pronounced there. The clock is running. Everybody say the clock is running. And then we go forward to Romans 16. Now hold on to me. These next few moments, we're going to equip you good. Romans 16, 20. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Help me. 
shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. The God of peace will, will crush Satan under your feet shortly. That's, that's future tense as far as the whole reality of that happening. In the meantime, we have grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. That's, that's present tense now. Amen. And eventually, he will be cast into the lake of fire. Matthew 25, 41. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. There's a lake of fire. Revelation 20, 10. The devil who deceived them was cast into, this will happen. We'll get to watch this. Hold on. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and false prophet are at at that point. Not yet, but at that point. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now listen, I say this quite often. This past weekend I had to get involved in a situation with some friends going through a horrible thing. And I sat down and I talked with them and I prayed with them. I cried with them. And then afterwards I was praying. And I pray to God, I don't pray to the devil. But I said this out to the devil. You will get what is yours. Your day is coming. You're doing some destruction. You're doing some damage. Your day is coming. I'm looking forward to the day. Amen. Okay, in the meantime, though, hold up. In the meantime, what do we do? Because I'm telling you what, he's present, he's active. Revelation 12, 12 says he's filled with rage. In the Greek, it's an insane fury because he does know that time is short. And so let's look at a couple things real quick. 1 John 3, 8. I've got four scriptures, some comments. We're going to pray and then we're going to close tonight. 1 John 3, 8. He who sins is of the devil. So if you're sinning, there's some connection there. For the devil sinned from the beginning. I didn't say you belong to the devil, but there's influence that happens when we sin. For this purpose, everybody say this purpose. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why Jesus came. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children. And have overcome them because he who is in you is greater. Everybody say greater. Greater greater than he who is in the world. You need to know this. We've heard it and then we don't hear it and then we hear it and we hear it. and, And then it becomes trite and cliche to us. But listen to me, believers. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And we see, we see the power We see the destruction, we see the confusion that the enemy and his hierarchy of evil and darkness are doing in people's lives. But you need to know this, that the spirit of God who lives in you, greater, greater, everybody say greater. So should not greater be able to overcome lesser? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We can overcome. We should overcome. Uh, Let me throw this in real quick. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil. I love this verse. 
Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, James 4, 7, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's not heaven, that's now. Submit yourself to God. Don't act like a fool. And then when the devil tries something, you got, I resist you. Good luck with that. But you submit yourself to God. It's not talking about perfection, but Jesus, I belong to you. Help me. I'm going to try to walk in your light and in your way. I'm going to to walk in love. I'm going to walk in faith. I'm going to stay in your word. I'm going to try to have pure and simple, sincere devotion to Christ. Submit yourself to God and then resist the devil. That means there will be opportunity to resist him. He will try some stuff. Resist him and he will what? He will flee from you. And if you never tried that, I recommend it. Let me tell you one way to resist the devil. Ignore him. I've told you this story before. You know, going to the county fair in Lake County. Go to the fairgrounds in Eustis. And I'm like, I'm like fifth grade, fourth grade. And it wasn't that big a fair. And my mom and dad say, all right, you can, you can go off. And they give me like five bucks. How many of you know that was kind of a lot of money back then? And I have five bucks and I'm by myself at the fair. It's like, yeah. And walk past where all the, they call them barkers. And they, you know, come win some junk. Got some stuff. And I can remember the first time I'm just walking out like this. And, hey, kid, boy, come here. Okay. You know, you can go over there. You look like a winner. No, I didn't. I look like a little nerd. That's why you're calling me. Hey, come here. What did he want? He wanted my money. He wanted to rip me off. But this is what I learned. My brother taught me. Ignore him. So how did I resist Pulling me toward winning junk. Because how many of you know when you give in the devil, that's kind of what you win is junk. It's like, hey, come here. One of the ways to resist the devil, ignore him. And don't walk around like a little nerd. (laughs) All right. Two more verses, then we'll finish. Ephesians 6.11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be what? Able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Listen to me. The armor of God trumps the wiles of the devil. The armor of God, and you can read about it in, in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Okay? Read that. We've, we've studied it out with um, Traps and Tricks and Arms and Armor. Those are two series that we've done. I believe they're in the archives. Traps and Tricks, Arms and Armor. And we can find out about the armor of God. Listen to me. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the schemes of the devil. The armor of God will defend you against the the schemes of the devil. You get that going on in your life, you're going to be okay with the other. I promise you, and every time I find somebody that falls to the wiles, the schemes, the methods of the devil, some of the armor's missing. How did you get stabbed in the side? Well, because I was missing the breastplate. You know, how did, how did this, how did this happen? How'd you get that whack on your forehead? Uh, I wasn't wearing the helmet of salvation. You know, and find out what that means and how to apply that to your life. But the armor of God, put on the whole armor of God. 
it trumps the wiles of the devil. One last verse. Second Thessalonians 3, 3. But the Lord is faithful. Everybody say the Lord is faithful. Who will establish you and guard you. Help me. From the evil one. The Lord is faithful. Everybody say the Lord is faithful. Now listen, I, I know this about me and I know this about you. We're not always faithful. Have you all ever let the Lord down? Come on. And, and even with good intentions. Today, you know, and then we, you know, whatever. We do. But, you know, we might let him down, but he will never let you down. He is faithful to establish you. Let me give you a little bit of word study. Establish means to set fast, make stable, strengthen, make firm. He will establish you and guard you. And that word guard means to guard that you may remain safe. He's watching over you. The Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Look at me, listen to me. You don't have to lose. You don't have to lose. You need to have a healthy respect that there is an insane enemy of God in the world. And he's looking for whom he may devour. He may not devour me. And I'm working as hard as I can to make sure that you're ready so that he may not devour you. And what are we going to do if he, you know, First Peter where it's talking about, um, uh, where did it go here? That he's seeking whom he may devour. You know, he goes about as a roaring lion. What if, what if somebody close to you, the, that lion, so to speak, drags somebody away? What are we going to do? Woo, stinks to be you. No, we're, we're going to do what we can do. We're going to pray. We're going to holler. We're going to throw sticks and rocks. And try to, you know, Jude even talks about snatching some out of the fire. And so we need to look out for each other. We need to encourage one another. You need to make it your business to stay in God's word, to stay in God's presence, to get into church, to do everything that you can to have sincere devotion to Christ, put on the whole armor of God. And bottom line, you win. You win. Sin does not have dominion over you. The devil does not have dominion over you. He is defeated, but he is active. And as we've seen in scripture, he can take advantage of you. If you're not wise to these things, let's be wise. That's part of what we're talking about tonight. And also, I want to make sure that you knew what the Bible teaches and what we believe about the devil. And ultimately, just know this, we win. Amen. Amen. Did y'all get anything at all out of this tonight?